Hey, what's up? This is Chris Gray, and you're listening to the ZFM Sport Podcast. And it's Messi! It is the cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet. It's time for the biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world, in front of any player in the world, and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. It was the third day of the ongoing FIFA World Cup, but a day of first. The first major upset, the first goalless draw. We'll be telling you about that and a lot more a bit later on. This is ZFM Sport on a, what is this, Tuesday, Wednesday? I've lost track. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Tuesday, It's, it's a Tuesday, <laughs> top hit Tuesday, which also means that we've got our Zimoko Formula One report where Lewis Hamilton says he hopes a difficult Formula One season gives me Mercedes the strength to fight for championships next season as the Englishman signed off 2022 with a race retirement at the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. You may have heard the voices already. They are in studio. Chris Midzi, Barry Menandi, Alois Munjira is here. The man pulling all the strings behind the desk is our producer Sean Tafirinika and my name is Mike Madoda. Before that though, we'll talk a bit of rugby, Sevens Rugby, where the Zimbabwe national team coach Graham Kolbach says his side will not be dwelling much on the a near miss against Germany in the Zambezi Challenge final which was played on Sunday as they shift their focus to the Dubai Sevens Invitational to be played in the United Arab Emirates a lot going on in the Middle East as far as sport is concerned at the moment we'll have more international sports news for you when we take you around this world in 60 with updates from Australia England as well as the US in the beautiful game Senegal head coach Aliou Cisse urged his attackers to be more clinical in front of goal after they lost 2-0 to the Netherlands in their opening match of the World Cup at the Al Tumama Stadium last night. Uh, Wales. You seem to hesitate there, Barry. What's the stadium called? <laughs> it's it's the Al Tumama Stadium. Al Tumama. Yeah? That's right. Yeah. Al Tumama. It's Qatar, right? <laughs> <laughs> no comment. You know what? Can I, can I finish the headlines? Yes, <laughs> Boys and girls. <laughs> now, Wales manager Rob Page hailed Gareth Bale and revealed he had been considering uh, substituting his talisman in the second half of the one-all draw with the United States before his late penalty earned them a precious point in Group B. And in today's action, unheralded Saudi Arabia notched one of the biggest shocks in World Cup history with a 2-1 win over Lionel Messi's Argentina thanks to a scintillating second-half comeback. Hi, this is Benjamin Luck. I'm on the Zimbabwe Davis Cup team, and you're listening to ZFM Sport. All right, no doubt a lot of you have got a lot of comments on the opening match of Argentina going down to Saudi Arabia. The one thing we can tell you is that the king of Saudi Arabia has declared tomorrow a national holiday Deserve in it. the wow. kingdom Deserve after it. they beat Argentina. And you've got to say it's a deserved as well. What a phenomenal comeback and what a performance from the underdog Saudi Arabia to upstage Leo Messi and Argentina, one of the pre-tournament favourites. We want to hear from you 
0731-168-045. That's our WhatsApp platform. That number again, 0731-168-045. We're also on Twitter and Facebook where you can follow and interact with at ZFM Sport. Now, before we talk a bit of Sevens Rugby as well as the Zimoko Formula One report, let's give you a local sports news roundup with Chris. The Home Front. Local sports news and analysis. Give you a local sports news round of starting off with some tennis news where the National Tennis Association is set to host the International Tennis Federation ITF South Africa. South Central Circuit Tournament in Bulawayo from Friday to the 10th of December. Zimbabwe is set to field 16 players, while a total of 96 players are expected to participate. Head over to some triathlon news where top Zimbabwe triathlete Adi Kuypers will be hoping to earn valuable Olympic qualification ranking points when she competes at the Africa Triathlon Camp Kilifi in Kenya on Saturday. 20-year-old Kuypers, who recently recovered from injury, is one of the 14 triathletes from countries who will compete in the women's elite category of the race which is located in the coastal part of Kenya about 52 kilometers north of Mombasa and we'll finish off with some netball news the Zimbabwe senior netball team got their campaign at the 2022 spa diamond challenge in South Africa underway today against the president's 12 hoping for a positive result but they lost that opening game with the president's 12 aging them 55 to 50 the Warriors, the Chevrons, the Cheetahs, the Mighty Warriors, and the Sables. From the pool to the track to the field, we are Team Zimbabwe. Well, if we've got anyone from the Zessa executive listening, Caroline Honde Pachi Town says, Hi guys, as Dogumbro Mutuz Rose, Zessa Buti Tavapo. As <laughs> Dabo, guys, who says As Dabo, as the most inopportune time. As Okana, one Jairo Ganarine, as the Ratican Bona, Zinoboa, guys. Come on, Zesa. It is boring. Even in my hood, I haven't, I haven't, we haven't had Zesa at particular times. I have to go to the sports bar to watch football. Yeah, why don't they just save up with the World Cup, yeah, almost conscious of what's happening around us uh, and uh, then just regularize your times to be at least, you know, before the games are played or at least, you know, allow people uh, the opportunity to watch the 6 o'clock kickoff yeah. and the 9 o'clock kickoff. Yes, yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. my power cuts energy during the day. During the day or in the morning. But, but, but then the problem is, running uh, then we're not really uh, saving, we're not load shedding because when there's a huge load is Manirach, when you got everyone yeah, is but home, let, so. let's, let's not close ourselves from the rest of the world. This is a global event. Mm. Uh, and uh, so let's just uh, at least, you know, allow people the opportunity it might not be every yeah, day just that one but, month. but even if you alternate days for example where you say okay you know what in this hood we're gonna allow them to watch on a monday and then on a wednesday and then on a friday but when we're demanding tuesday 
Wednesday. We, we are a, we are a sovereign nation. We shall not be governed and dictated no, that, that, that is not by dictated events to, taking no, place no, no. in the Middle East, uh, with which we have no family affinity. Uh, no, we do, man. When a, when a stadium is called Tumama. Anyway, let's let's Al Tumama. Anyway, let's let's get into the news, guys. And uh, of course, uh, we're going to be talking sevens rugby, where the coach uh, Graham Colback uh, says his side will not be dwelling much on the near miss against Germany in the Sambezi Challenge Final, which was played on Sunday, as they shift their focus to the Dubai Sevens Invitational to be played in the United Arab Emirates. The Cheetahs are said to have a busy schedule next year with participation in the expanded World Rugby Challenger Series, as well as the qualifiers for the 2024 Paris Olympics. Well, uh, you know what? Disappointing performances again. Uh, and I think maybe I want to perhaps approach this, uh, Barry, from... Um, largely sort of like strategic uh, and historical point of view. We can talk about the individual games and of course the results went as follows. The Cheetahs beating the uh, under 20 high performance center 38-10 beating Spartans 36-17 and then edging out Red Arrows in the semi-final 15-12 before losing to Germany in 19-17. We can talk about the individual performances but what worries me Barry is the fact that the Cheetahs just from a historical perspective seem to be going backwards. Yeah. Uh, this is no longer yeah. a team that looked like quite easily the third best on the continent mm-hmm. behind South Africa mm-hmm. and Kenya, yeah. who were sort of like the traditional sevens heavyweights. Mm-hmm. And also, it looks like other teams like Germany, who we wouldn't even have counted as competitors and rivals a decade or a decade and a half ago, have caught up and surpassed us. Yeah, so it means either we are stuck in one place or we're moving backwards okay the challenge is that uh, we we take two steps forward and then we we freeze uh, and then we think that we can just pick it up from where it was now the challenge with standing still is that you start to regress and go backwards and that's exactly what we're, we're suffering right now whereby uh, we we had those positive years where like you say we were probably the third best team on the continent we were knocking on the door of uh, breaking into the HSB 7 series uh, everything was looking forward then what did we do? We stood still. Now, Graham Callback tries to pick it up, says, right, I'm going best of local. Because it worked back then, yeah. it can work now. No, not it's not necessarily true. Uh, and so I think we're starting probably a few steps back from where we were the last time that we were actually uh, knocking on the door for the HSBC 7 Series. Uh, Chris, is that a strategy to go best of local? Does it work in light of the fact that uh, we don't exactly have the best of facilities? Yeah. Uh, and so when we are taking a look at players from other nations who are perhaps plying their trade overseas, they are being exposed to better systems, better coaching, and of course are operating with better facilities. Can we compete uh, against those players and can we continue to ignore our players who are operating in those systems? It's it's tricky because when you're taking a look at the seven schedule, it's it's quite busy. When you're taking a look at, for example, comparing um to 15s, the number of tournaments, the number of times that you have to put these teams together, which I think was part of the consideration when they decided to go local as LACA. It was, how do we keep this core team together? However, I do think that there was 
perhaps an opportunity to do this gradually, especially considering that they went, when they went totally local, they also went very young with this team. There's very little experience in the team as well. And that's why you'll see that in these crunch moments, and this is not the first time, but in the crunch moments when they get to the finals, are they able to keep cool heads and manage to not lose by such a small margin? It's, it's not happening. And we've seen this before. Um, I'm trying to remember which tournament it was, where again, it was a narrow loss for the Cheetahs. So go local and go young at the same time, I think might have been a bit of a reach. Do we need to invest more, Barry? Because uh, Kenya uh, has showed us how, that an African nation can compete mm-hmm. and live with the best as far as Sevens Rugby is concerned uh, in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen that the likes of Uganda are ever improving and I think are now ahead of Zimbabwe by a long way now, by some distance. Mm-hmm. But that's because they've invested. Yeah. They've got corporate dollars into the sport. Mm-hmm. They've invested heavily into the facilities. In fact, Kenya has got more of an emphasis on sevens rugby than 15s because they do realize that there's a strength there and that they're able to compete internationally. Do we need to do the same? Because it's one thing to just say, hey, we're going to pick locally. But what are we investing in that local talent to make sure that the product that we're producing is able to compete continentally and internationally? Yeah, that's another another hamstring or a handicap that we've got uh, with the Sevens team at the moment. If we we all recall, again, going back to the the recent past where we were looking good, the one thing that you could say about the, the cheaters is that they were well subscribed in terms of sponsorship backing uh, uh, this cheetahs team not so much uh, in fact the dollars seem to be flowing to the 15 side uh, and there's there's corporate sponsors like Nedbank who are supporting the 15 side so the the starting point has got to be that we stick it through keep our heads down go to this Dubai into invitation yeah, but, but try and don't we, don't we need more Barry we, I, we do. I think it's it's something yes we must commend the corporates that are coming in yeah but are they coming in at a level which can make a significant impact not yet not yet because and, we're talking tens like of said, thousands of dollars yes when you take a look at the support that's going into the Kenyan uh, rugby uh, federation for example mm-hmm. we're talking hundreds of hundreds thousands of US yeah. dollars we're talking about international partners as well agreed agreed and but uh, a journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. Right now, the cheetahs have no. Well, you talked okay. about us being stuck with uh, <laughs> on that, on that one step. <laughs> no, and, and, and <laughs> take note of what I said. I said we're starting behind where we were, but the thing is that we've started. What I don't want us to see is to stop. Uh, yes, we don't have the corporate backing for the cheetahs at the moment, but we can't stop. So yes, do we need to invest? Absolutely. Do we need corporate dollars? Hundred percent. But the corporate dollars will only come as long as we are moving. The great thing is that we are able to get a team out to the Dubai Invitational with the but small that, that dollars be that the we target do. And it's just getting a team out and not stopping. Surely, there must also be an emphasis on how quickly we are moving. Definitely, especially considering, like I said, the number of tournaments that are played, but also the fact that the other nations don't stand still. That's it. So the longer we take to get our act together, the more further behind we are. So there needs to be movement. The same strategies that were used to get corporate dollars behind the 15s must also be used to get the corporate dollars behind the Chiefs. Absolutely. Rugby fans, we want to hear from you. Your thoughts on that. Uh, get in touch with us on our WhatsApp platform, 731 
0614-104-105. That's the WhatsApp number. Route 1 direct into the studio. As you're in the fan zone, we'll try and read as many of your messages as we can. We're keeping an eye on the 6 o'clock kickoff. It's the 22nd minute. It's Mexico taking on Poland. And that match right now is currently locked at a goalless draw. So, uh, good, competitive, feisty encounter. Both sides, I'm sure, believing that they can win and steal a march on Argentina who lost earlier to upstarts Saudi Arabia in the early kickoff today. So we'll be giving you regular updates from that game. Of course, as Mexico attack uh, and they commit a foul in the Poland box there. Uh, and of course, Kajkovic, uh, the player who was fouled uh, by uh, Martin of Mexico. This is ZFM Sport. Quick breather. And when we return, we're talking Formula One and it's brought to you by Zimoko. National Sports News Roundup, where the world comes out to play. From sunny Melbourne to the streets of Monaco, the deserts of Bahrain to the jungles of Brazil, get up to speed on the Formula One Report. The Formula One Report is proudly brought to you by Zimoko, the home of F1 brands Mercedes-Benz and Alfa Romeo in Zimbabwe. Zimoko, specialized service for special brands. The Jeep Grand Cherokee was first introduced to the world just over 30 years ago and has undergone five generations of evolution into the machine we now know it as in 2022. The all-new Jeep Grand Cherokee 2022 models are available and ready for sale locally exclusively at Zamok. And let me add, people, ahead of South Africa. Wow. That's impressive. (laughs) (laughs) The all-new Jeep Grand Cherokee has enviable accolade of being the most awarded SUV ever and is designed to deliver even more of what has made this Jeep SUV a true global icon in the premium SUV segment. The SUV built with more in mind, more legendary capability, more technology, more space and versatility, more innovative features, more world-class craftsmanship, more safety and more space. Stay tuned to ZFM Sport for more. All right, let's get into the Formula One news where Lewis Hamilton says he hopes a difficult Formula One season gives Mercedes the strength to fight for championships next season as the Englishman signed off 2022 with a race retirement at the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Mercedes, who came into the season as reigning eight-time champions but finished in third on the standing, struggled for pace in Yas Marina's season finale and Hamilton then suffered a hydraulics issue on the penultimate lap. Let's hear from the former champion. Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, I think we started with a car that we didn't want and we finished with a car that we didn't want. But um, we were basically stuck with it and we we just kept chunneling away, kept working away at um, improving it. But I think the fundamentals have still been there all the way to the end as you saw this weekend. Uh, but I think it's been more of a team building exercise this year. 
and I'm very, very proud of everybody. So grateful to everybody who's who just continued to push. We'll have these next couple of weeks. We'll be back at the factory. Uh, we'll get to see everybody. And once we're not fighting, uh, celebrating a, a world championship, we'll be cel- celebrating them still for their their uh, their hard work and efforts. And um, yeah, uh, I hope that the struggles this year really um, pr- provide us with the tools and the strength to you know to fight for many more championships moving forward. Uh, so Lewis Hamilton uh, speaking in the aftermath of the season-ending Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. That mechanical failure, Chris, duly finishing off at the first mm. winless season of Hamilton's trophy-laden 16-year Formula One career. The start of the season, we knew there would be a challenge, a oh, significant yeah. one, especially from Red Bull and Ferrari. Mm. But I don't think a lot of people ever envisaged that Lewis Hamilton would go an entire season without a win. And I think Mercedes just registering the solitary win all season. Incredibly, incredibly surprising and to some extent sad. I think those regulation changes impacted Mercedes in ways that I don't think any pundit had predicted. I think when you're taking a look at the team that is Mercedes, uh, Toto Wolff, Lewis Hamilton, um, George Russell as well, I think everyone expected a significant challenge. I think we we always knew that Max Verstappen was kind of, you know, poised to, to take another one, but I don't think anyone expected that Lewis Hamilton would finish an entire Formula One season without a win. Barry, can we perhaps just put a bit more emphasis on how the car is the most important <laughs> component in Formula One? No. <laughs> it, it, it is very important. I said the most, I didn't say it's not, It's the only important. I said the most important. And why I say that is that uh, here's Lewis Hamilton, yeah. who is a seven-time champion, yeah, yeah. has won titles repeatedly, mm. dominated seasons regularly. When you put him in a scotch one, car, one, but when you put him in a car that's substandard, yeah. Yeah, yeah. his talent can't get him over the line. Yeah, no, 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 it can't. And, and so, yeah, I would have to agree with that assertion. That the car is the most important component of it. Uh, be, be, yes, because it's, it's because a, if we if, if if we don't agree on that, then yeah. it's to say that Lewis Hamilton dropped off in yeah, ability yeah, yeah. And, this season. And, 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 that, that, and I don't that, think it's that. I don't think it's that. I don't. I, I, and I don't think that the the drop off. Uh, from an age perspective is as rapid in, as in other sports uh, so I don't think that it's it's far the time catching up with him I think that he just couldn't get a good car so in truth uh, what they gave him was a, was, was a bus and he couldn't get it over the line he couldn't get it over the line well, let's take a look at the final 2022 driver's standings Max Verstappen crowned champion several weeks ago of course he's a Red Bull driver 454 points Charles Leclerc managed to hold off Sergio Perez to finish in second place with Checo finishing in third. George Russell was a fourth. Carlos Sainz was fifth. And Lewis Hamilton was a sixth. You take a look at the constructors' standings. Red Bull, of course, are the champions. 759 points. Ferrari held off Mercedes to finish in second place. Alpine was a fourth. And McLaren finished in fifth place. Z. Now, the all-new Cherokee is the first Grand Cherokee ever to come with a six- or seven-seater options in a long wheelbase to make this model as practical as it is premium. Standout features include incredible interior space, signature Jeep on-road and off-road capabilities, and new advanced onboard technology for enhanced occupant safety and effortless driving. This model is available for immediate sale exclusively at Zumoko as the only official outfit entrusted with the Jeep brand 
and locally, Zamoka is the only authority to provide sales, after-sales and workshop support of the Jeep brand in Zimbabwe. Now, this thing of beauty called the Jeep Grand Cherokee is priced at 99200 US dollars, all inclusive of duty and VAT licensing and registration. So that price is all in. It's a beautiful vehicle. Uh, price includes a service plan for two years or 60,000 kilometers, uh, which is uh, whichever comes first, and then comes with a manufacturer's warranty for three years or 100,000 kilometers, whichever comes first. So for two years, you won't have to pay for service of your vehicle. Contact Zamoko on inquiries at zamoko.co.zw and get more information on this on-road and off-road legend. Zamoko, specialized service for special brands. The Formula One Report is proudly brought to you by Zimoko, the home of F1 brands Mercedes-Benz and Alfa Romeo in Zimbabwe. Zimoko, specialized service for special brands. Hi, you're listening to ZFM Sport. My name's Graham Sharp and I'm the first Zimbabwean to take on the Dakar Rally in a bike. Z. Around the world in 60 seconds. International Sports News. We take off in Australia where the hosts are fueled by hundreds from Travis Head and David Warner crushed England by 221 runs in the third one-day internationals to sweep the series at the Melbourne Circuit ground. Head and Warner forged a 269-run stand as Australia amassed 355 for five after two rain interruptions had reduced the game to a 48-overs-a-side affair. England were bundled out for 142 in a 31.4 overs, suffering their heaviest defeat in the 50-overs format. Mike, does that news make you? happy? Uh, not surprised. Mm. You know, people tend to forget that Australia are five-time champions, world champions. Mm. Uh, they're the most dominant nation in world cricket. I know we all like to talk about India, but what have they won? <laughs> West Indies have won more than them. Uh, so uh, I, I think uh, people just Jordan, need to put a, come get this guy! <laughs> they, they just need to put a, put a, a bit of respect on Australia's name. Yeah. I mean, as far as 50 over cricket is concerned, uh, they always rise to the occasion. In news from England, Springbok hooker Malcolm Mark says the team will refuse to rest on their attacking laurels ahead of a tough test against England at Twickenham this weekend. The Springboks scored nine tries in Saturday's 63-21 annihilation of Italy in Genoa as compared to the two each scored against Ireland and France in dramatic defeats in Dublin and Marseille. The touchdown in the United States where Brooklyn Nets guard Kyrie Irving says he never had a doubt he returned to the team after serving an eight-game suspension for what he, for what the Nets termed the harmful impact of his conduct related to social media posts around a book and movie that contained anti-Semitic ideas. Irving says he's happy to be back on the floor with his teammates after missing over two weeks. Your, your hit mu- music station. My station. Your station. It's everybody's station. Z FM Stereo. The big leagues. The big teams. The big players. The beautiful game on ZFM Sport. Jogo Bonito. Tiki Taka, Total Football. It's a football celebration where only the best are invited. Messi, Ronaldo, Neymar, Benzema. The stars come out to play on your Qatar 2022 World Cup update on CFM Sport. All right, now Senegal head coach Ali Ucise urged his attackers to be more clinical in front of goal after they lost 2-0 to the Netherlands in their opening match of the World Cup at the 
delightfully named Al Tumama Stadium last night. Uh, late goals uh, by Cody Gupko <laughs> and substitute Dave. Are you guys not done yet? <laughs> 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 Substitute Davy Klaassen uh, stretched Netherlands unbeaten record under coach Louis van Gaal to 16 matches. Let me speak to the only adult in the room, and that is Alois Mungiva. <laughs> <laughs> Senegal, absolutely. Look, they lost 2 0, but in truth, anyone who watched that game would think to themselves Senegal actually came out of that game covering themselves up in, in glory. Yeah, I think uh, it was an unfair scoreline. Uh, mm-hmm. to, to be honest, they just uh, got hit by those two sucker punches, but I thought they gave a good account of them. So I thought 0-0 was a very fair result, yeah, yeah. to be honest. And uh, the goals, it was not a creation, really. You know, that, uh, yes, very good pass uh, delivery from Frank Dion uh, for the year. But I thought that Mendy could have done better. Yeah, you know, have, he yeah. could have watched the flight because it wasn't hit at first pace. Mm-hmm. It was hanging. He could have seen where it was floating. He could have gone out quick, quick enough. I thought all the defenders thought that he was going to come out mm. and collect that one. But the the, the other goal, yes, it was. It, yeah, he parried it, but I thought I thought it, it was a, it was a good goal. Yeah. You know, especially the finisher. Yeah, the he first one. I think we can, we can and yeah. Mendy, Mendy is a little bit prone to to one error at least. Uh, yeah. uh, he, he's not. I wouldn't call him an error-prone goalkeeper, but he certainly uh, he makes. I think, I think you're just trying to appease Chelsea fans. <laughs> I think Mendy. Is yeah, an, he makes a lot of he, mistakes. He is an error-prone uh, goalkeeper. Yeah, uh, he, yeah. he had a phenomenal season. The one season where he looked like he was the on form, the best goalkeeper in the world. Yeah. But ever since then, uh, his performances have dipped. Uh, and at Chelsea now, I think uh, it's it's difficult to actually call him the number one yeah. because Kepa, when he's come in, he's actually looked more solid uh, for for Chelsea uh, between the. So Mendy, that's that's a that's a worry. We talked again about Kulibali as well. He just hasn't been uh, as imposing as he was when he was in Serie A with mm, Napoli, mm. Uh, and that's a worry. But. I know you guys say that, listen, a fair result would have been a goal. I don't agree because we, we, we talked about this and we pointed it out that, you know what, African teams will always be caught out in moments. Yeah. There are certain moments that define matches, you know, especially in, in, in the critical uh, moments. And, and that's where the Netherlands come up with that, that pass from yeah. Frankie de Jong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it takes moments to win matches. No, win matches it, and it, even yeah. tournaments. And, and someone once famously said that it takes half a second to score a goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you don't really need to 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 play well for long periods, mm. but you just need players who are decisive. Yeah. Who in certain moments are, are able to put up and uh, and come up with match-winning performances. And uh, so without money, they looked slightly toothless in attack. It's, it's yeah, so he, was, about he, he yeah. was a big miss for yeah. them because yeah. uh, there were certain moments where I think money would have been. Decisive, yeah, because at, he's used to playing big games at big clubs and in big competitions. At, at, the, at the, the very point that Mike makes about moments is, listen, the name that comes uh, and springs off any page is Sadio Mane, isn't it? Isn't it, uh, yeah. Chris? And so I, I would say. Had Sadio Mane been in that game, possibly we end with a nil all draw or even Senegal, some of the chances they created turn into goals. Definitely. Senegal just were missing that threat and were missing a bit of killer instinct um, right across the field. I think when you're taking a look at the Senegalese side, it's not that they were a bad side. It's mm. not that they performed badly. It's mm. just there was no killer instinct. There was no that decisiveness that Mike is talking about. And Sadio Mane was probably watching this game thinking to himself, you know what? 
probably could have finished that. Yeah, um, no. The team itself probably missed him incredibly after that game. Uh, certainly. And so Senegal now, they take on Qatar on Friday. They'll be licking their chops and hoping that, that the same Qatar who was in the opening match get, get is the one they take on. Get yeah. some goals in that game. Get, some, get, some, get yeah. some goals, get some confidence and, uh, uh, and try to make this uh, interesting and very tasty affair will be between Netherlands uh, and Ecuador on the same day, which is Friday. That should be a very, very entertaining affair. In the other match last night, Wales manager Rob Page hailed Gareth Bale and revealed he had been considering substituting his talisman in the second half of the one-all draw with the United States. Uh, Wales looked destined for defeat after Timothy Ware uh, opened the scoring in the first half, but their talisman Bale won and scored the spot kick to earn them a precious point in Group B. Style, elegance, determination, passion. Football comes alive in Qatar and on CFM Sport. Well, I'm sure at the betting houses, lots of money was made this afternoon because unheralded Saudi Arabia notched one of the biggest shocks in World Cup history with a 2-1 win over Lionel Messi's Argentina thanks to a scintillating second-half comeback. Uh, the result ended Argentina's 36-game unbeaten run, stretching back uh, to defeat against Brazil three years ago. But this was the greatest day in Saudi Arabian football history. Let's hear from Argentine football pundit Rodrigo Fayez, uh, who says he didn't understand Albi Celeste's tactics. I didn't really understand why in the first half when you go ahead thanks to that goal the Messi scored from a penalty shoot you don't have the chance to manage better the game because it was in your favor and then Argentina made Saudi Arabia to improve a little bit and that's where Saudi Arabia said okay we're here we're losing but we still have chances and they defended really really well and that's where I say that Escaloni failed because he didn't have a plan B when they are scoring and the VAR are disallowing these goals thanks for those offsides you have to say okay they are getting their defensive line much much more near our strikers okay let's make for example a left back or a right back go up so we can break the line we can break the offside line and we can try to score I don't really understand. And then in the final, uh, in the final of the game, the final rush of the game, I didn't really understand why Argentina kept doing these um, these balls to the area. I didn't, I didn't understand. You don't have Messi. I mean, you have Messi. You have uh, Lautaro. You have Julian Alvarez. Those guys are not big headers. And I didn't really understand why Scaloni kept on that plan. For me. Saudi Arabia defended really well. They did it pretty well when they had the chances and they took advantage of them. So that's why I think it was a well-deserved win by Saudi Arabia. And now Argentina has to struggle a little bit in this group stage against Mexico and Poland and they are not able to fail. Saudi Arabia I mean and the king has declared that it's a public holiday tomorrow and and deservedly so because this is a big big day for Saudi Arabia generally uh, and for their football specifically because this is a big result for them Alois yeah most definitely Perry and when you look at it statistically and historically this is actually the biggest shock 
in uh, in world football and uh, for for them to actually do that to Argentina you know uh, build as the one of the tournament favorites Lionel at, Messi at, at, Argentina. Yes, at number three in the in the world and they are number 52 uh, you know it's it's something that I don't think they ever thought any Saudi Arabian ever thought that they were going to win this yeah, game yeah, yeah. you know but I think it was a master stroke from from the coach you know sometimes when I want football, right now. I want yes I want to see tactics I want to see what the coach is doing you yeah. know you can actually see that you know what they planned this they really knew how to play Argentina and and they actually <laughs> contained them they, they they did know how to how to contain Argentina but there was a lot of providence uh, Chris you've got to say because he played a very brave high line uh, yeah. which was broken three yeah. times uh, goals that were disallowed for correctly uh, admittedly for for offside uh, but you need that sort of luck <laughs> when you make you a brave call like that. Agreed. You need the luck. But I think even when you have the luck, take the chances because that's what this team managed yeah. to do. Yeah. Even yeah. if they had the luck on their side but they hadn't managed to score that second goal, it would have been pointless to have all of those three other goals mm. disallowed. So very good on their part to manage to, first of all, stick to their tactics. Because yeah. I think at some point after those three goals, you're kind of looking at it like, uh, should yeah, we really should we get anyone doing this? this? Idea, yeah. but, they, but they, you know, they held fast and they managed to get the win at the end of the game. And, and, and uh, perhaps, as a uh, football pundit, uh, Rodrigo Fayez said, uh, Scaloni tried to play one way, stick to the game plan. Whereas, uh, on the other side, Over and uh, varied his, his, his tag first half, uh, playing a high line. As soon as he got the second goal and they went ahead, he dropped deep and, and, and compressed the game and made it very compact and protected his goal. Yeah, absolutely. I think Javier Renard certainly won the tactical battle. And uh, even in terms of the effort battle as well, uh, the Saudi Arabia players uh, were certainly uh, a, a cut above the Argentines. Condition. They fought for every ball. <laughs> they hassled for every ball. Uh, and also, you know, one of the things that helped them is that they look like they're fine athletes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. very athletic. They, they are tall yeah. uh, and so forth. So in, as far as, as I think uh, the recruitment uh, for Saudi Arabia is concerned, because those are not all just uh, guys who have grown up in Saudi Arabia. Mm. Those mm. are guys that have been brought in from time there to some time. Signings. Uh, <laughs> some signings made <laughs> by, by the kingdom and they, 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 they've recruited very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you must give them credit. Uh, but for me, this is a, a big disappointment for Argentina yeah. coming off that 36 match unbeaten run. Uh, with the, the expectations uh, I guess the only positive is perhaps to look at and, and think to themselves you know what uh, we now have been put in a situation where we have to play our best football to yeah. move forward in this tournament yeah. it happened to Spain 2010 let's not mm-hmm. forget Spain yeah. uh, lost the opening match opening of the 2010 match, World yeah. Cup yeah, uh, to Switzerland and then they ended up having to you know what to almost go faultless from that stage now whether this Argentina side is good enough to do so especially with the attention Messi was receiving in this game yeah. you know where you've got two or three players surrounding he doesn't have the pace mm. uh, anymore sometimes to, to break the lines yeah. uh, like he used to do uh, five, six, seven years ago where, you know, he just had the speed sometimes to beat one man, beat two people, accelerate into mm. the final third. He doesn't have that now. Now he's using more his guile, yeah. uh, his passing to break down teams. Uh, and Saudi Arabia, they closed all the passing lanes, yeah, they did, uh, yeah. at least most yeah. of the times. Yeah. Uh, and it rendered uh, Messi in, uh, in most parts of this game ineffective. And I must also say that Di Maria was back to his frustrating base. Uh, and 
and and I think that played in the, into the hands of uh, Saudi Arabia because his turnover rate was absolutely shocking. Especially in the dying stages. In the yeah, dying stages, yeah. You've got to use the ball a lot more wisely. Yeah, 100%. Well, now, Christian Eriksen made his major tournament uh, return 18 months after suffering a cardiac arrest at the Euro 2020, but his Denmark were held to a frustrating nil-all draw uh, by Tunisia in Group D after some late VAR drama. The uh, One of the few referees who went to the VAR screen and stuck with his on-field decision and credit uh, to that referee. Lock, lock, it. Fan zone. Get in touch with the team and have your say your way. Operator. It's just gone half-time in the matchup between Poland and Mexico. And it's still goalless. Robert Lewandowski has been well shackled uh, and hasn't managed to get on the score sheet uh, for the Poles. Uh, and so that one is delicately poised. And I'm sure Argentina will be hoping, uh, Alois, that uh, it ends like that. Yeah. Uh, that way that there's only one team on three points. If these two teams draw, uh, it means that at least uh, if they manage to at least get a positive result in their next game, they're back in the hunt. Yeah, I think I think they want to draw uh, for this so that uh, the other two teams are very close to them, you know, going into the matches against both of them as well. So they know that if they just beat both the two teams, then they qualify. And hopefully they know that uh, I, I don't think Saudi Arabia will beat those two teams. Maybe they can no, beat I another one. I think Maybe they play, they play their World Cup. Cup. Yeah, I, I think they play their Cup. I think their World Cup is It might give them the belief that, you know yeah, what, we, we can actually possible. do this. But no, anyway, they, they not still a chance to actually qualify. They, they need one win. One win and drink ever again in Riyadh. Well, Heather and I is featuring very prominently in our messages here. And if you want your message read out, send it to us. 0731168045. As Coach Heather and at his best against Argentina. Unfortunately, you don't tell us who you are. Hey, guys. Thank you. Magueta. Ah, <laughs> don't, 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 don't count on it, dude. I don't want to buy a food. <laughs> but at least that's okay. Yeah, at least that's okay. Someone was listening. And, and, and they're giving us uh, credit for that. So, would you go into Saudi Arabia? Is like Kurungane <laughs> Wuku. Liverpool. Oh, my goodness. Uh, they're right. Let's go to Bulawayo. You know, Jobura. Mzobanzi. Mguni in Bulawayo, Morningside. Good evening to you, buddy. He says, uh, high sports team. I love football very much, but this 2022 Qatar so far, I don't have much to say about it, but the first between the host and Ecuador uh, was boring. Then the England versus Iran was better. Then Holland and Senegal, what a game. It's paying for the end on the losing side. I think a draw was a fair result for our brothers. Senegalese, anyway, that's football for you, uh, for our brothers. So he's obviously supporting Africa United. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And, and, and we all are. Uh, look, unfortunately, the, the, the Maghreb teams... Uh, uh, are you really supporting Africa? Uh, no, the, fact, Maghreb, the Maghreb we, teams are... We haven't are, done this. What, what teams are you supporting Ooh. at the World Cup? Mina. Yeah. Uh, both of mine are there. Ghana yes. and Brazil. Yeah, you know, I didn't ask if they were Ghana, there. I said, Ghana which teams Brazil. are you supporting? Ghana and Ghana Brazil. And Brazil. <laughs> okay, so you got Brazil no, first. You've got no European nation you're supporting. Uh, Germany. Uh, Germany is my European Germany's team. Germany's European team. So okay. Three, yeah. yeah, so I, I, I always use that uh, sort of like uh, formula at World Cups. Mm. I, I'll pick an African team, I'll yeah. pick a European team, I'll pick a South American team. Yeah. And yeah. Argentina, we know. Yeah, so Argentina uh, and uh, Spain. Okay. Uh, because Italy's not there. Uh, and then uh, uh, this time I'm back in Ghana. I'd normally pick the indomitable lines. But, uh, <laughs> Welcome, I, I, brother! I, I think Ghana just Welcome, Charlie. Yeah. Welcome, Chris. Charlie. 
um, Lionel Messi. Lionel Messi. Not even Argentina. So Argentina, um, France, and Senegal still for me. Mor- um, Morocco? No, not Morocco. Senegal. Yeah, Senegal. Okay. okay. Louis. Me, I'm Brazil. I'm uh-huh. Senegal. I'm England. 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 Yes. Coming home. Wow. Hey, did you pick because there's, you know, a distribution of Africans there too? No, but I've always, I've always, uh, I've, I've had you, you, you know what I'm saying? England for a long time. Be- a lot of people I've uh, Eng- uh, have got a hate-love relationship I've with got a England. Sport for them. Yes. Yeah. And, and people can say whatever they want, but England is the most followed team in world football. <laughs> it certainly is. Yes. It's Whether it's by those that Whether like it you are, or those that hate yes. it. Yes. But people will watch England games. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I certainly will, and I'm always hoping that they lose. <laughs> and Chris, is it because of the familiarity, because of the English Premier League? So we are very familiar yeah, with, you know the, with the yeah, players yeah. that play for England. Yeah, I think it's the English Premier League and, you know, historical ties, let's uh, call them that. All right, Mabarafigo Kariba says, I haven't enjoyed the World Cup the past few days. Why? CR7 has had a ping done in Portugal. Well, he's getting in and I think their first game is against Ghana. Uh, Clarence in Waterfall says, don't worry guys, Messi and the gang will bounce back. Uh, this message is from Aaron and Mutare. Lots of drama in Qatar. I'm in bed. That's all my teams have lost. That's Argentina <laughs> and Senegal. Oh. And, and, and by, the, by the way, I forgot. I've got a fourth team. Oh. That's how I'm supporting. It doesn't count. This is green. One, three. Now you're going to end up. You're going to support everyone. Ronaldo. You're going to support everyone. Ronaldo. Okay. So, uh, I badly needed two goals on the Senegal versus Netherlands game. I had put my money, and that is from Dennis in Guerrero. As the stars shoot across the desert sky, the lions roar, and the eagles swoop. Africa. We hunt as one. All right, now an injury hit France side begin their defense of their global title when they tackle Australia in Group D at the Al Janoub uh, Stadium. That's a that's a better name. That's a better name. <laughs> a better name. Okay, we can deal with that one in Zimbabwe. Labour went all the way in Russia four years ago, while the Socceroos are aiming to end a run of three successive group stage exits. Hang on, where when does Switzerland play? Why, Michael? Imbolo. Oh, Briel Imbolo. Briel Imbolo. Yes, Briel Imbolo. Yes. Nowadays, nowadays he comes in. He comes in in the second half at the Al Tumama Stadium. Oh goodness! (laughs) (laughs) We're not covering that game. We're not covering that game. We cannot cover that game. Oh my god! Because I I always said that Briel Imbolo will not get his. Passport stamped at RG. Yes, that's a South African pasta. Yeah, this is a local pasta. Ah, that one yes. is worse. Ah, that's how pasta will come anywhere near Zimbabwe. Chris, you'll be watching this game. Okay. And in truth, yeah, I would like to say France are. are in fact, I can say France are favourites. Uh, but what this afternoon taught us is that uh, football has transformed, and yeah. with a good game plan, Australia can get, very well get a result here. Yeah, the the gap is closing in between the so-called big nations in football and the traditional winners of these tournaments, and the smaller nations. And we've seen it in the past three days. So this game is definitely not a gimme for France. I think, especially considering, for me, I'd like to see how they're dealing with the off-field stuff. I think for France, it's not necessarily any lack of talent. They've got incredible depth. They've got some injuries there, but I think it's the... 
the hullabaloo around the team as well just before this the tournament. Egos. Yeah. The egos yeah. and mm. all of that, the media. Before a tournament like this, Mbappe. where effectively you can't afford to be losing games, it's 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 incredibly problematic. <laughs> yeah, actually, also, the I'm winner's trying, curse. I, I think I'm joining Benny. They won't on France, it. they won't make it. Do you know on the France, one? Second round. The one thing that actually sort of like uh, I'm not a France supporter, okay. Yeah, so, okay. but but uh, I thought with uh, Benzema mm. being ruled out and an opportunity for the coach to call up a player, yeah. for you then to say you're not calling up anyone. I think it just sends a wrong message to players like Anthony Martial, yeah, Martial. Yeah. players like that. So you know, to, to say I don't need anyone, yeah, to say yeah, yeah. I work with the ones I have. No, you know, why, really why, yeah, why not just bring him in? You bring, know? Yeah, yeah, don't never play a spot him. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's a sport. Yeah, yeah there's a sport uh, that has been created yeah. just but calling, calling a player. That's that's the sort of management that we've got, and that dressing room for France is going to be a very interesting. Mm. Yeah. They, they, they won't they won't go on, they won't go to the second round. Yeah, but uh, on on paper though, you look at this and and uh, take note. I did say they'll come out of the group, but the round of sixteen, I think they're done. Uh, I, I and they you look at them out. on paper. Let's look at the the, the potential starting four uh, up front. That front line: Olivier Giroud, Antoine Griezmann, never Kylian disappoints. Bappe, Ousmane, for France. He never disappoints because he works hard. Runs between the lines and also, and then Usman Ben Dembele. On paper, France are form- formidable, but I believe that they just don't have their heads in the game. And I think Didier Deschamps, it's getting a bit stale, Alois. Yeah, he is actually stale and arrogant. Uh, if you ask me, yeah. <laughs> if it, yeah, if you if you listen to some of some when he is doing press press conferences, you know you can actually see the the arrogance. But this one takes the cake. You tell you, I'm you a, don't. I'm a World Cup yeah, you, you don't. You don't replace a player at the World Cup. Yeah. Everyone, every France player wants to be at the World Cup. Yeah. This is, this every is the player for every player. <laughs> yeah. And you decide to go with 25 instead of 26. Imagine, and what, what are you saying yeah, to the other no, players? It's, it's, to the rest it's of the players? It's, uh, not, it's not. Nonetheless, I, I fully expect that they're going to beat the Socceroos. Uh, we will be able to talk about that on tomorrow's show. It's uh, Don't miss it. Uh, tomorrow's matches, though, Germany takes on Japan at 3 p.m. At 6 p.m. at Spain versus Costa Rica. They are, those teams are in Group E. And the Group F uh, is uh, Morocco versus Croatia. That's at 12 noon. Uh, and Belgium versus Canada is a 9 p.m. kickoff. It's a feast of football out of Qatar. That's us done. Can I ask you, just guess, how yeah. many goals has uh, Olivier Giroud got for France? I don't know, but you're about to tell it. 49. 49? Oh, so and mostly as a substitute. As a substitute. Yeah. Uh, it's phenomenal. Uh, it's insane. Absolutely insane. And, and living in the shadow the, he's of, the record, of yeah. various other frontline strikers. Yeah. So he's, he's done very well for France. Uh, and DDA Deschamps. Right. Got to go. May God receive bless you. That's my story. And I'm sticking to it. Menandi, out. And it's Messi. The cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet. The biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world, in front of any player in the world, and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station.
Hi, this is Mike Mundell and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international on your favorite station, my station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport. Z.